Welcome to another episode of the UX TV podcast. This time around, I speak with Chris Wood. Chris is a guy that I met, and we refer a bit to this throughout in Toastmasters Capital Communicators Club in Edinburgh, one of the most successful and longest running clubs since 1995, now celebrating its 25th year. So, immediately when you meet Chris, you get a very warm, welcome from him he's a very very nice guy i was curious though what was that he did and so that was part of why i was looking forward to speaking to him and i wasn't disappointed he has previously run a very very successful property business and then a not so successful retail business but he took those lessons learned things like what he talks about playing the hero and not understanding or not having the benefit of a good business partner which is something he's doing this time around and we talk about a lot of interesting things his new business which is called portfolio his daughter maggie um i think we're going to call this the rentees episode because that comes up a little bit and a thing called canine cross which is very interesting and how he has learned lessons from his best man speeches and why he is attending Toastmasters in Edinburgh because he sees this as a very important part of becoming the CEO that he wants to be, the front man for the business, someone who can stand up and explain what they're doing. It was great fun chatting to him. Basically my big takeaway from this is he's not just a very nice guy, he's a really interesting guy, he's a very hard working guy and he's a great guy to know and be acquainted with. Thank you so much, Chris. Here is the podcast. Okay, I'm today in Gogoburn, the RBS Accelerator. Is it called an accelerator? This, yeah, accelerator. The, RBS accelerator. the RBS Accelerator out here at Google Bird. If you've never been out here, it's an amazing campus. We were just looking there at a model of the whole building. I think I'll take a picture and share that. And today I've um, come out to speak to an entrepreneur, a guy who I've known for uh, a few weeks. Can I mention where we met? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so through Toastmasters. Toastmasters, for anyone who doesn't know as well, is a great location. You know, that idea of surrounding yourself with five people or you're the average of the five people you spend time with. I think Toastmasters is a good platform to surround yourself with good people. Would you agree? Yeah, yeah, definitely yeah. a great a great environment and uh, yeah, lots of energy. So so I'll introduce Chris. We'll maybe come back and have a chat about Toastmasters later. We'll let Chris introduce himself. So go ahead, Chris. Yep. Yeah, hello. Um, so um, Michael. Um, Again, only met him maybe five or six weeks ago, I think it was yeah, something like that, and yeah. maybe only three or four occasions, I suppose, because Toastmasters is only every every couple of weeks, but yeah. uh, struck me as a decent bloke and uh, <laughs> very pleased to be uh, to be on this podcast. So, um, who, who am I? Is that the question? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So um, your background. Yeah, I was, um, I guess, uh, a lighting agent. Um, and like a lotting it letting agents. Oh, hang on, um, you never told me that. Yeah, I was <laughs> years ago. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, scratch. Uh, oh, right, sorry. Um, off the podcast. <laughs> 
So you, you if I'm allowed to, to say that. <laughs> no, of course you are. No. Yeah, yeah, that user experience is, in Edinburgh. In Edinburgh, yeah. yeah. So I, I like that's a uh, very unique user experience. Letting in yeah, Edinburgh. being a letting agent's a hard job. I yeah, must no, say. No, Let no, me just say yeah. that, and uh, yeah. I think sometimes it is much maligned. Um, mm. But yeah, I fell into it. Uh, I didn't start that until I was thirty. Just wow. a f- just a couple of weeks before I was thirty, really, mm-hmm. is when they I kind of set the business up, opened the business bank account, which was the moment, I suppose, yeah. um, and and I fell into it. I had no real plans to do that, but yeah. had a had a flat, and the letting agent wasn't very good, the one I had hired, and it's it's quite a classic story. And yeah, started doing it myself. You managed didn't work to, for a company. I, well, I did, yeah. but when I was 17 or oh, something right, okay. so you know 13 years or so before that uh-huh. and um, but it, I think to be a letting agent you just need to have uh, you know you need to work hard you need to have some sort of um, and, uh, you know, solve problems yeah. and and it's a lot of common sense um, the, the job of, of managing property and mm-hmm. to be good with people a good communicator yeah so I fell into it and, and I didn't really have, uh, my 20s were a slight blur in truth and not, not a lot of uh, um, constructive things happened in, in over those sort of uh, eight, nine, ten years. Um, so setting up this lighting agency was great. I had a, had a knack at it and I was good at it. And then um, I did that for nine years uh, and wow. sold that business in 2013. So wow. we managed about 140 properties, which is not loads and loads, but mm. we had an office in the south side of Edinburgh. Mm-hmm. I had uh, three members of staff, so a really wow. great team, a really good reputation. Mm-hmm. But the way I ran the business was uh, I played the hero and uh, didn't let my staff deal with anything that was maybe too messy and I thought I was the only person that could send an email that was just so or I could take that phone call and Mm -hmm. and solve these problems so there's not it's not a great way to run your business if you're if you you look for longevity yeah yeah so you were there first thing in the morning last at night yeah 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 not taking many holidays not Mm. not um you know, I think being, being I, lo- I love being in property because there's so mm. many great people actually in property with some really, really great stories, and um, you know, yeah, I, f- I find people to be very open, yeah, and it's great. And uh, I should have stayed in property, but what happened is that I was so tired mm. at that time in 2013. Yeah. That I, I just could have done anything apart from property, yeah, and, yeah. and I should have probably not done and anything. You probably needed a break at that point. Yeah, yeah I, should, I should have done. I should have done nothing for yeah. for six months minimum. Yeah. It was I sold it officially in, in April of that year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, got married that month, wow. uh, so I did have a honeymoon, so a wee holiday there. But as soon yeah. as I came back, and even when I was away, I was thinking about what I could do. Yeah. But 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 maybe not thinking properly, not speaking to people more. In, intelligent yeah. than I am and mm. and really taking stock and the long story short is that I got into retail. Did you? Wow. You, you went know? straight into retail after that? Yeah. Right. You like a challenge? Um, I think there was an element of uh, hubris um, mm-hmm. involved. So and now I've, done, just, I've mastered this <coughs> world, let me, let me I can, conquer I can, retail. I can do anything, yeah, <laughs> which is nuts. Because, well, I mean, hindsight's a wonderful thing. Oh, you know, I know, like but I just, if anybody's selling a business or you know, yeah. particularly letting agents, so any letting agents that I can, and I knew, I know, I knew a lot of letting agents, I would yeah. speak to them and I would share 
my story, yeah. you know, after Apple, because basically what happened was the retail business didn't work. What was it? Is well, it, can you still again, talk about it? Or is it too uh, painful? No, it's still pretty painful, actually. Yeah, no, but it would uh, be, yeah, and no, it's, and, and maybe, that, yeah. maybe slightly in, embarrassing in truth. No, but, no, no, no. But the no fact is that um, you know it was it was dog accessories, so like right. dog coats <laughs> and, and all sorts of stuff like Brilliant. that. And I had a dog, yeah. and and you know part of the kind of selling of the business was to mm. kind of do different things and yeah. so I was doing a lot more outdoorsy stuff with my dog you know right. camping and there's a thing called canny cross have you right. heard of that no 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 it's basically uh, cross country running with, with your dog. dog so canny canine yeah, cross country yeah. running canny right. cross it's a great thing I'd really yeah. encourage it's anybody still going. yeah canny yeah. well I didn't invent canny cross of course mm. but I got in, quite involved in canny cross I started mm. selling a lot of canny cross equipment so it's yeah, like yeah. you get this kind of bungee lead and, and yep. um, there's this different stuff you get mm-hmm. and the dogs love it it sounds great yeah if you if you had if you're into like I don't have a dog I don't have any pets but um, yeah I'm sure you know there's a lot of dog owners out there, so it's, it seemed on paper probably this was a, a good idea. It's very, it's quite niche, and we, we were yeah. selling a lot of kind of dog panniers and things like that, and crazy stuff for people mm-hmm. that wanted to be outdoors with their dogs. And but a number of things kind of happened. Um, when we first set up, the margins were pretty good, so we were, yeah. we were starting to get a small bit of traction, and we were just yeah. online. But then other players came into the market, and the margins were ridiculously small. You know, yeah. the, the gross profit margins and. So you know we we, we kind of stuck with it and and it was uh, it was classic kind of sunk cost bias. Yeah, you know that. So does this sort of reflect your personality? I know you you you, you know like these are your business things, but what would you say you know yourself like? Um, is there is there is this is this in your nature all the time to sort of take on big challenges like this? Yeah, I am. I'm an optimist. Um, but I think it was at Winston Churchill says something like, you know, it's great to be an optimist, but sometimes you have to look at the results. You know, you have to look mm. at reality. So I think that when I sold that business six years ago, I was a very, um, how old was I? I suppose 30, uh, 37, yeah. 38. I was quite a young 38 year old. Yeah. I think they'd be older, you know, more experienced and wiser 38 year olds uh, out there now. Mm. But anyway, the last six years, has taught me an awful lot. Uh, I, I, th- I did a little bit of reading in those days, but you know now mm. these days I do so much reading. I, I understand myself better. Yeah. I know my flaws. I know my positives. One of the best things I would say just now is that uh, going on to what we're doing with Portolio. Yeah as the estate agent selling tenanted property just to yeah. get that in. No, no, yeah, um, we'll chat yeah, more about yeah, that. Is that I, I know recognize those flaws and have a business partner who is a counter balance yes. a good ballast he's much much more pragmatic than i am <laughs> and we're a really really good team in yeah. that way and i drive him forward and and he doesn't hold me back but you know he is um sort of a balance sheet in that yeah. way so yeah the business the retail business basically did go under and it did lose a fair bit of money and you know i had a child in that period of time and mm. it, it was extremely challenging and yeah, of course i think now that i have this child you know mm. maggie and my daughter she's three and a half now yeah. and to have that in my life is is motivates me to make better decisions because it's not just me anymore so yeah, yeah. i think i'm le- i think i've always been less concerned about myself yeah and so very open to sort of risk and, mm. and and so on but now 
I, I see a, I see a future which is much more stable, which is yeah. much more, uh, and the reason for that is is really because of Maggie. Yeah, and so so you had this great success, and then you had a, a lesson, a learning curve there with the last business. So how did you get to, how where did where did this current business um, come from, and and meeting your business partner? How did all that happen? Well, I've known Ross, my Ross McDonald, my business partner, for about ten, eleven years or so. As so mm-hmm. when I was a letting agent, I was a very social letting agent. Would, would be very happy to talk to other letting agents. Never saw them as rivals, more kind of cohorts, I suppose, yeah. and, and mm-hmm. people that we can discuss ideas and best practice and so on. Yeah. So that has stood me in good stead, and uh, Ross and I have, have you know developed a really strong relationship, good 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 pals really, mm-hmm. and. Um, and then his he he was the operations director for a bigger letting agency that were bought, that that sold about three years ago. So mm-hmm. as soon as his company was sold, I was straight in there saying, Ross, I know you're much more sensible than I am, but do not make <laughs> these mistakes X, Y, and Z. And anyway, we just you know we, we carried on building on that relationship. And then yeah. when I had the idea for Portolio, mm-hmm. we we so this uh, was we, your idea. Yeah, this and this was born out of some well, learnings from the so so the yeah, so, so going back to where the idea came from, I after the retail business. Well, even during the when the retail business was failing, I was already doing some work in property mm. around about property health and safety actually, which was quite dare I say it quite easy money. Um, mm-hmm. But I was taking that money and putting it into a failing business, so I didn't really yeah. see any of that. But um, during that time, you know, I did a very good job for the people that I worked for and continued to build my strong uh, reputation in, in property, particularly Edinburgh property, but also did work for the Church of Scotland, which took me around the whole of Scotland. Mm-hmm. And it was really interesting doing all that stuff. And when the business, the retail business did go under, obviously I was back into property. Yeah, and yeah. then that's ha- what you knew. Yeah, I had lunch with, with a good a good letting agent friend of mine and he said, Well we need help to deal with to help our property investors find good investment property, good good buy to let property. So effectively yeah. it was they needed um, a, a property sourcing agent. Yes. Um, so for them I I you know helped their investors get good deals. So that really, really honed my skill as skills in, in terms of understanding the buy to let investment market, yes. all the sort of tax stuff around it. Just became a, a real yeah. expert mm-hmm. I, I, throughout that journey, which I really, really enjoyed. It's quite a niche area. Was there many people doing that sort of stuff? Well, there are people doing it. It's quite, yeah. it's quite sort of fragmented, I suppose. Sort right? of an yeah. unknown market. Yeah, one, one, once you're in it, you're, you can yeah. you realize there's quite a lot of people doing it. Yeah, and yeah. some really, really good people doing it. And because um, it makes sense in a lot of ways, you know, yeah. rather than throw people out for want of a better way of putting it, you know, get, you know, get, uh, taking your clients out, taking yeah. your rentees out of the property tenants, so, you can, yeah. so you can sell it your tenants that's the word mm. yeah. <laughs> you've got all the jargon <laughs> Thank you. the tenants so rather than getting the tenants out yeah. so what, I like rentees it? though I think rentees <laughs> yeah let's go with that yeah. let's see if we can make that a thing yeah. um, maybe that could, you could change the name of the app for that exactly no. <laughs> um, the, so, so you like rather than doing that you're saying well let's, mm. let's why, why get them you know why have them leave 
yeah, yeah, buy the right. property that's and you've, right. you've as, already as, got I, your to be tenants. Honest, yeah, as, as a sourcing agent, you're not too bothered about that. That that, yeah. that is just you know, yes, sometimes the properties were tenanted, but as a sourcing agent, when you're working for investors, you know, you're just looking for off-market properties, the stuff that you can get a decent deal on. But even 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 some of the investors, you they would be happy to pay 10%, 15% above the value of the property. You're just you're just offering a, a solution to those people. But yeah. you know, you really shouldn't be doing that if you're if you're looking to get decent capital growth. You know, spend, buying buying the property for too much is. Um, probably not a great tactic in mm. terms of property investment but so, some people were so desperate just to get an investment property in the areas or the type of property they wanted that they were willing to do that mm. so as a sourcing agent it was good to help those people but for the idea for Portolio came it was, it was the 13th of June 2017 and mm -hmm. I know it sounds like a cliche and really stupid but I was shaving <laughs> and the idea came to me um, to instead of being a sourcing agent to change the way that we work and work for the landlord who is selling because you know you come across a lot of landlords that are selling so yes. instead of charging a fee to the person buying work for the person that's selling and build a business that can help those people that are buying I don't know if that sounds a bit too complicated but basically become an estate agent or rather the first idea of Portolio uh, was that the letting agent should become the estate agent and again going back to the experience I had and the role that I had in my business I wanted to speak to letting agents particularly owner managed letting agents and help those mm -hmm. owners yep. change their role in the business if, if indeed they hadn't already because there's much much smarter ones out there than I was at the yep. time but to, to support letting agents to start selling tenanted properties. So Portolio, which is part of the reason for the name Portolio, was actually originally a property portal. Right. So yeah. for other people to sell their tenanted property on, particularly mm -hmm. for letting agents to sell the tenanted property. So it was slightly a grander scheme, if you like, mm -hmm. and, and a much, much harder business so model. The idea would be that they would they would have property, they didn't want to post it on other sites because there was tenants in it and that. Or, yeah, that's right, that's they right. Wanted, but they wanted a marketplace for that, that's and that right. didn't really exist. That's right. Yeah. Um, so but we that were, evolved. Yeah. Well, the, uh, the, the feedback um, from that initial idea mm -hmm. was great. Yeah. You know, so f between June and November, we, we basically launched the property portal so, as it was then in, in so, November so of 2017. So relate a bit UX here. So you yeah. delivered like a minimum viable product or like a website or something like that at the time. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So you built yeah. the website. Yeah. Went out to the market to validate it. Yeah. Yeah. With, yeah. with people that you thought would would want to use it. Yeah. The response was good. Yep. But the the take up. The take-up wasn't strong. Yeah. Um, there was With some, you know, six or seven people, yeah. uh, and then those people that were taking us up on on this product to mm -hmm. advertise their tenanted property. It's not just a, as simple as advertising a property on a property portal. Yeah. If you if you, if a letting agent started to sell tenanted property, there's a lot of compliance that they have to follow. Right. And we realised that. You know, potentially we could be people that would be leading those lighting agents doing that without the compliance we could be leading them into some trouble and we didn't right. want to be the, that person but equally yeah. we, we saw that they weren't it was too difficult a job for them to kind of do the job 
properly if you like to and there's do a the time SDG. factor too you know it's great yeah. in, in principle but then actually the logistics of putting stuff up there dealing yeah. with all these things it's a time factor yeah. and it gets getting pushed down to the bottom of the to-do list for these exactly. people so although they want to do it it's not their core business and just days weeks months go by where they they want to do this thing but they yeah. just don't get the time exactly that yeah so we pivoted in July of last year, so July of 2018. Uh-huh. We pivoted to just become the estate agent that letting agents can work with. Right. And that obviously took you know a little while to change that message. Mm-hmm. So we're speaking to letting agents even now, probably occasionally. The one some letting agents would say, "Oh, I, I thought that we had to upload the property. I thought that yeah. we were doing the estate agency yeah, work." Yeah. I said, "No." Now it's simply a case of all you need to do is pass us with your landlord's agreement, of course, mm-hmm. and if the landlord's open to hearing about this option of selling the property with a sitting tenant, then you just need to pass us their contact details, and we'll 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 talk to them in a very balanced manner because, you know, yeah. importantly, we realise that selling tenanted or, or for a landlord who's looking to sell their property, they have a choice. So they could sell the property with the tenant yeah. or they could serve notice, end mm-hmm. that tenancy and sell a vacant property in, mm-hmm. the, in a slightly more traditional manner. Mm-hmm. What we do is when we sell tenanted properties, we sell the tenanted property to the investor market mm-hmm. and it's not off market, it's the investor market. We will advertise on Zoopla, and Prime Location, on the market. So it's on all, some big websites, it's on our yep. own website. Mm-hmm. Or we can do it off-market. You know, yes. really, we, we're, we're flexible. We understand what works for each individual landlord. Yeah. We would normally get a home report regardless of how we do it because that mm-hmm. gives everybody more confidence. But, you know, we are, we're, we're an estate agent. We're a Great. specialist investor estate agent. Yeah, yeah. brilliant. So, so just back to, to Ross, and we can come back. And the, the business sounds fascinating. Yeah, I mean, I, I took a look at it before you know i mean i'm not a property guy you know i rent i don't i don't own anything you're a rentee i'm a rentee (laughs) that's the new term for it yeah um so but yeah i thought well that sounds like a good Mm. idea you know and Mm. i I could get right away you know i've I've had my own startup before i've worked with lots of startups and different guises and and supported and that and i think i've got a decent idea of what's has a half chance and you know some things just don't have any chance whatsoever you know I mean like any business is, is a risk mm. but I definitely think that you you've hit on something that you know no one else is doing and if you can get that if you can, if you can get that moving which you already seem to have so just just let's I think I want to chat a bit about Toastmasters before we go back to anything else because I want yes. to hear what your thoughts are why did you get involved I mean, and you know I think you're right I mean I had my own business and one of the things that I decided to do if I ever have another startup is don't do it on my own yeah you know and part of what I like about Toastmasters is even though you, not ne- I don't necessarily go to try and build connections in the sense of some people think maybe are looking to find you know business partners or you know uh, collaborators in some way. I just find it's nice to have yeah. these people around who are have succeeded in their own way, and the the process of writing speeches for for Toastmasters is almost like goal setting in itself. You know, yes. you can sort of build your speech around what it is you want to achieve in your own life because you then have to go through the process of thinking about that, condensing it into five minutes, and presenting it to people. How have you found it? Or what brought you to Toastmasters? 
yeah, everything you said you said there um, is is good. I whenever I've done any public speaking, I've always been disappointed. No. Yeah, even you're even, very good. You're very kind, but mm. uh, I think that I've been a best man three times. First time mm. was really awful, and mm. uh, nobody talks about it. And <laughs> if I ask somebody about it, they won't tell me. And to be honest with you, I can't remember it. Um, so that gives you something of how bad it might have been. Mm-hmm. Um, the second time was uh, was okay, but you know, pretty bland possibly. Mm-hmm. And the third time, I thought I was quite good, but yeah. you know, there could have been it could have been much better. I think it was yeah. actually what I wrote was good, and presented averagely, but. So, but not, it's not necessarily to do with being better at best man speeches yeah, <laughs> going yeah. forward. It, um, my role in the business, working with Ross, is that it allows me to maybe do more public speaking. You're, and the, to be, you're the front to, man. You're yeah, the to, be, to be the, the front man, to be the yeah. spokesperson. And yeah. so, that being the case, there's a big responsibility on me, on me now to, yes. to be very, very good at that so that I'm not letting mm-hmm. Ross down and yeah. that I'm doing the very best I can. And so... It was a it was a, somebody in property that told me about Toastmasters and it just seemed like the answer, you yeah. know, to get airtime. And the other thing about Toastmasters is feedback and going yes. back to the first speech. Okay, I don't actually need feedback or want feedback on that speech. <laughs> no, <laughs> definitely not. Definitely not. But, but other, you took I, lessons from it yourself. You were you're, you're a harsh critic on yourself, Chris. I would say that yeah. in, a, in a good way. You know, you want to be yeah. the best. I, yeah. I've heard you speak on the fly because you, you, you spoke at the last uh, meeting I think and you definitely have a natural raw talent there and I think you're 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 overly critical on yourself but in a good way I think you'll get, become a much better and better and better and better speaker and, so. and Toastmasters provides that, uh, that does. structure it does it does you know you, you, you ask people how, what was that like and a lot yeah. of time people just say yeah you're really good but <laughs> You don't need that. You need specifics. Yes. Um, and and they Are you speaking tomorrow night. Well, that's uh, the truth is I can't make tomorrow oh, night. No. Yeah, no, it'd be the first one that I've not made since, yeah. uh, and it's just family commitments. Yeah. But I, which is a rare, a rare thing for me not to be able to sort of do. Yeah. But you're what I want break, to do. You're going to be doing your icebreaker soon. No? Yeah, we'll do. I definitely yeah. need to do it. And um, actually, mm. my biggest concern mm. um, about doing a speech mm-hmm. is finding the time to prepare oh, yeah, yeah, because yeah. right now see my things advice are, things is you can't scary. fail in your icebreaker and you're pretty good and even if you just pick the topic we're talking about now yeah. put five points down there you've got it you know I would say just put get five or six bullet statements bring your sheet up with you don't worry about being off if just that's talk. the case and get it because you're in your case you're you're more natural than some people they've got to go off and really rehearse their speech rehearse it rehearse it rehearse it just to feel comfortable and confident on the stage yeah well i was tempted mm. to do to to go that route and yeah. i might do now you've said that yeah but it's um because I think finding the time for me to, because it would be you know two or three days uh, yeah, you know, in no, terms you of you, time you need you, you know if you want to do something really well you have to you have to put the time. I, I think you'll be better than you think, and the, to- the, the icebreaker you can't fail. There's no like if you know there's no the, the thing I like about Toastmasters is a safe space, and it's only like what yeah. sixty quid every every six it's, months or something. It's so you, cheap. If you I think about it in terms cheap. of like to get that, you know, you can go to. I find if you go to even say like a, a really good seminar, even if it's just you know a half day or a few hours, you yeah. go in, you come out of it all yeah. eager. But that's it; it dissipates very quickly. Mm-hmm. Whereas with the Toastmasters, you can sort of take things forward. And as I say to people, is build it around your goal. 
you know yeah. if it's a goal of creating your 60 second 60 second pitch maybe mm -hmm. that's what you talk about yeah. in it, and at the end you give yeah. your 60 second pitch so tie it in with what you're already doing in terms of time i just need to start saying no to a few more things yes and that will release the time to do it uh, it's not i've just not prioritized so you were saying about the the learnings you took from the first speech the first best man speech oh, so yeah. just let you wrap up on that and then we can we can talk about a few other things well, I don't know if I've really learnt much from it, uh, <laughs> to be honest. I am just looking to... Um, to it's just, it, it just that the idea of being in the zone, which is a well, well-known thing, of course, uh, just to feel when I go up to, to do anything of that, you know, public speaking, that I am just removed from the zone massively and yeah. nothing seems to kind of hang together. <laughs> and then I, I come to sit down and go, what, what happened? What, what just <laughs> happened there? And uh, so it just to be more more in control. Yeah, um, yeah. So. I think you'll get that. <clears throat> I'm I'm very confident. Yeah. So what what are your other? You've got the um, the new business. So you you, mm. you said you pivoted in that last year. Yep. And what's been happening then since that pivot happened? What's well, a little bit of time just to kind of realign our message mm -hmm. to some people and. Um, we haven't really changed much of our product, if, you, if that makes any sense. We've mm -hmm. very much changed the service and what we do, but the you know the, the original uh, MVP, mm -hmm. uh, the, the original website that we built is still really the same. Right. Yeah. And cool. we any any marketing spend that we've had has just really been networking, yeah. and so that's taking people for lunch and uh, drinks and golf mm -hmm. and <laughs> cool stuff like that. <laughs> it's a hard life. Um, <laughs> Uh, and so we don't our, our digital marketing we've, we've done a bit of social media but I actually don't like social media and mm. I'm very sort of people say well, why don't you just go and do this and, oh, I think I just, for a niche I just market like that you have to be it's not like you're going B2B direct, you know it's not such a big wide B2B sector yeah you know, there's a, it's particularly at your start you've got to nurture those first relationships that's it so that then a lot of that is is you know, key partners, letting agents are key partners, mortgage mm. brokers are key partners, solicitors key partners, um, yeah. and so to, to, to really spend time with those people and yeah. build those relationships and, and get that level of understanding and trust, that's been the focus and mm -hmm. it will continue to be the focus. But now, because we've got a little bit of traction and we actually have some money in the bank, not much, but we have a marketing budget, which is phenomenally wow. exciting, yeah. we really need to make sure we, we spend that in the right way. So that's between now and the 30th of September is just to make our digital marketing something, something yeah. sophisticated. So we're looking at sort of the, the people that we're going to work with on that and mm -hmm. probably, hopefully, just maybe two weeks away from finalizing all of that and then cool. getting into some little bits of redesign, little bit of um, definitely the message and yeah. I suppose that brings us to user experience and, and, yeah. and who the focus is on, yeah. has always been on, um, but it's, uh, you know, it's on the customer. And so maybe looking at that customer journey, mapping, yeah. Yeah. thinking about those customers in a way where you're getting third parties to come in and help you with that process, yeah. to walk through it. And really yeah. be more defined and say, well, actually, you've got yeah. these three customers, but this one's maybe the most valuable to you in the first year. And yeah. actually, you've got a message that's going out to all three. But if yeah. you focus on these guys now, yeah. that's going to get you where you need to be. Yeah. Some of that. Some of that. Definitely, mm -hmm. a lot of customer discovery. 
understanding yeah. who our customers are exactly. Yeah. Yes. And so that we have people that are buying the property, we mm-hmm. have the, the vendors selling the property, and they're, they're the people that we charge the fee to. They're, they're, mm-hmm. they're definitely a customer, and then we have the key partners. Yes. So those are the three, the three areas. Um, we can't just advertise a property and expect it to be sold. So we do really need to build up our buyer database, which is 600 plus now of active mm-hmm. investors buying things. So mm-hmm. that's great. And we need to build that up even more. And yep. we, so, yeah, we, we, we're, we're bringing two markets together. Brilliant. So to understand these people even more than we do, mm-hmm. or to document our understanding is probably more accurate to say. And then to, to use that in, in very um, clear you know, marketing terms like pay-per-click you know, and, yes. and do our, our some Facebook advertising and, and all those things. But mm. more importantly, the customer is the hero in our book and we want the story to be about them. Yeah. And so we just need to make sure that we're not going on about how, much, how we're experts and we're this and we're this and the next thing. It's a um, customer journey. It's it's uh, providing the sort of stepping stones for customers to understand how how we can help them uh, to make sure that they understand our value. So we're, we're on the same page. We've got some new software, which is just basically estate agency software. But what we really like about it is the is the level of communication that we're able to build in in our own language. Right. So that when we do get an instruction from somebody selling that we're able to communicate to them to say thank you so much and yeah. this is this is what is going to happen and this is the success we're looking for you. Yeah. Also because we're, it's niche what we're doing very specialist there's so many people that don't quite understand it so we also want to communicate to their solicitor mm-hmm. so, so that their solicitor understands that they're going to be potentially selling a tenanted property and this is what it means and this is who we are and this is how we can help them. Yeah. So. And also to the if the vendor uses a letting agent, then you know how we can mm. work with the letting agent. So there's that point, and then there's a the sale agreed, and then there's when it all comes to its fruition, when the sale is completed, and the ownership changes. That's a very important part because there's somebody very important in the middle there called the tenant yes. or the rentee, <laughs> and uh, this tenant in that period of time where the ownership changes. There's a duty of care to that tenant to ensure that 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 property is still managed. Yeah. And and I think that you know there's there's an argument to say well we could say well it's not our job to make sure that it's still managed but actually mm-hmm. I, we you know Portolio Ross and I were both ex letting agents we yeah. really really understand it and and if we didn't step up yeah and take responsibility we're not managing the property of no, course no, no, and okay. we will never manage properties yeah. we are estate agents but. To communicate to the new letting agent and yes. the new buyer, yes. to make it very clear that from this point you manage the property and to mm-hmm. just facilitate a smooth, you know, we're just looking for a smooth process yeah, and, absolutely. and a successful admirable. end. So that's admirable. But it's hard to do unless we've got the software. So this software is going to yeah. really help us do that, so that we can just yeah. press two or three buttons, and we're looking to link. So, so when we get an instruction from a vendor, we're looking to very much link yeah. their solicitor, link their letting agent, link all the different players around that particular transaction, so that we're able. And and some people might push back on that. Some people might say, well, we don't need you, and and yeah. so on. Who are you, and and so on. But we're really just trying to help and make yeah. it as effective a process because it, it's not. It's quite unique though. What yeah. we do. But what you've done. If you don't mind me saying, you, you, you're quite a, 
come across as quite a meticulous person. You've you figured all this stuff out. You've done the legwork, and now you're going to get a digital system to help you. Yeah. Um, streamline that. Yeah. To you know you know when people need to get this piece of information and this yeah. piece of what information they need, and now this will enable you to sort of scale up. That's you, right. You know to 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 service more people. Yeah. And actually, in some ways, you're in an advantage to bigger firms because if they tried to do that within their firms, it would just become, yeah. you know, by committee and, oh, we don't do that. Oh, it's great to be. And, and so this is this is when you're using technology. Yeah. You've got your technology is going to help in one way, and mm. you're able to identify other technology that can help you as well. So, yeah. you know, that's 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 what I think a modern entrepreneur is able to do. You know, get the right tools in place to help you do the job that you need to do. Correct. Yeah. Yep. Great. Well, anything else you want to mention about? Um, Maybe thanks to the RBS accelerator. Yes, I definitely want to talk thing. about that. Yeah, because how long have you been here, and how did you how did you find it? And is there any other support out there that you've that you've managed to uh, you've availed of um, other than RBS? Oh, wow. Well, we got into the we started at the RBS accelerator here at Gogoburn on the 9th of April. That's the kind of the two, it's a two day induction course, mm-hmm. and I think I, I think I applied to to get on to the RBS accelerator mm-hmm. probably November December of last year. Uh, I think I was interviewed in February, and so yeah, that's the kind of timeline, wow. and it was just great. It felt like real validation for what we're trying to do. Actually, getting on onto the accelerator, mm-hmm. Ross and I have both got a desk here. Yep. So we have a really nice base and it's an incredible place to come and work yeah, every day. Beautiful. And you know, it's, I'm generally in just after seven, and I do mm. normally finish about five or something, nothing crazy, and yep. I do a bit of work at the weekend and mm. so on and so forth. But um, you know, you actually, I'd actually like to stay here all the time, <laughs> move, move the family in, and uh, everything. Uh, it's such a cool place to be, and and the support from the the coaches here. Um, it's really good. There's there's lots of events that they run, uh, sometimes networking events, a lot of educational events to do with marketing and finance and, and yeah. things. Because so it's very challenging. I've, as I said before, I've been over the last maybe three or four years, I've been doing a lot of reading to try to make sure I don't make some of the mistakes I've made before. So there's a lot of the stuff they talk about that I already knew. So what what books of. are you talking about there? Um, would you recommend? Probably Eric Reese, um, you know, yeah. Lean, Lean Startup yeah. that you'd mentioned. My favourite yeah. book just now, actually, which is not something that came from RBS, but just mm-hmm. I, I feel I want to mention it, is um, um, Building a Story Brand by mm-hmm. Donald Miller. Mm-hmm. Love that. Um, but yeah, it, there was quite a bit on customer discovery which I, I didn't really know about but also yeah. there's a thing that's called something called the mom test which has been recommended to me I need to have a look at that as well the mom test Mo, uh, it's mum actually but it's American yeah. so, <laughs> so it's mom M-O-M this, this was mentioned on Saturday by Matthew as well oh was it this yeah book? yeah yeah the mom test yeah yeah yeah. I just wanted to make sure that it was it was the same thing yeah it, it would be so he, he mentioned it um, 
Is it Rob Fitzpatrick? I don't know actually. Yeah, I looked at Rob it quickly on Amazon. The mum, the mum test. It's it's twenty one pounds. He, said, he said the same thing. <laughs> there you go. We're getting that validation here yeah. in, in, in in what we're doing. So yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's 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 um it's one thing to read these books, but what being here makes you do is actually put it into practice. Put it into practice. And, yeah. and it's and so my I had to change. I changed my role anyway. To be honest, mm. in November last mm-hmm. year, mm-hmm. Um, Ross and I, we actually use a, a system called uh, d- d- um, it's called Traction. So Gino Wickman, and it helps to uh, develop some accountability and different roles in the business, and then wow. it helps to uh, have constructive meetings that actually deal with issues so you can move forward and it helps to create uh, specific 90 day goals it's almost like that 12 week year I do like that book as well but so we you know we're now well set up to 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 make the business move forward rather than just busy work I I get to do a lot of strategy and um, you know marketing and so, but I couldn't do that if, if, without Ross. So again, great partnership there. Yeah. And he's he's heavily involved in all that as well because uh, he's got an awful lot to offer, having built a business himself. But um, but so, he, he so takes care of day to day sales. What do you what would you say your main strengths are? Um, and how does he complement those? <laughs> um, or is that too? Yeah, uh, too uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, far too. Uh, well, I, you're too modest. So what is you, you? We did. You were saying like about you know difference in the strengths and weaknesses. Well, we're both really hardworking guys. Yeah. Okay. I don't think either of us um, proclaim to be brilliant uh, at mm. things that we do, but we are really honest and hardworking. Yeah. And I think that it's hard to put your finger on yeah. what it is that either of us are particularly good at. But we we do we do dovetail really well. Mm-hmm. And um, well, I mean, from what I've heard, like again, I've I've spent a lot of time around startups. And the level of of rigor that you've put in already in getting ready for potentially you know scaling, I think is, mm-hmm. is admirable. I think the f- you've, you, there's been a lot of thought gone into that. Um, mm-hmm. If that's coming from you or a mixture of both of you, you know, you, you can be um, very proud of, of that. And uh, uh, it seems to be that you've you've, you've got that strategy. You're, you're you're working through that strategy. It's got you here to RBS. Which yeah. is no mean feat. Not everybody gets in, I'm sure. Um, but w- so, what's next? Like, is there any other things you'd like to do? Is there Edge or any of those? Yeah, things Edge. You edge. Yeah. yeah, I think Edge opens in July, beginning mm-hmm. of July. So we're going to apply for Edge, which again is part of the Toastmaster stuff, just to right. be able to pitch yes. much, much better. We're not mm-hmm. necessarily looking for investment, but we're not ruling it out either. Right, part yeah. the re- it's, in my pr- it's, pr- it's exposure. Yeah, I mean, in my application for for RBS Accelerator, I said I don't know if we want investment. I and we're not particularly tech heavy. Are we? Mm. Is that okay? <laughs> Do yeah, you mind? Yeah. yeah. And the reason that we want to be an RBS Accelerator is to kind of work at what business we want to be. The only thing I know is that we want to be big. Yeah. Um, that we want to be you know specialists throughout Scotland, so that when mm-hmm. we want to be the go-to person if somebody is looking to sell or buy investment property yes because it's a no-brainer for them to, yeah. to buy tenanted but you know the mm-hmm. good tenants mm-hmm. instant rental income yeah you normally get the furniture and the sale price all the safety kit it just really works for investors there's a lot of hassle for the person selling they, they continue to receive rent right up to the completion of the yeah. sale and so it de-risks it for them it's and, for and it's, it's much quicker and much less hassle yeah so we want to to, to grow to be 
the obvious uh, in Scotland. In Scotland, there is actually one company in England doing it, um, uh, but mm -hmm. in sort of the Manchester area. So mm -hmm. it's quite interesting to see, and that's good actually. It's not a bad thing at yeah, all. Yeah, absolutely. We, we may we may expand in there. But yeah, but it's I, good to, to, to have a, have an area that you can yeah. you can master first. Yeah. So what next? Um, yeah, we we could be we could potentially be in here for eighteen months. Mm -hmm. That's how long you can. Uh, possibly stay if you are if you are doing the right things and growing it's a yeah. six month uh, sort of reviews right and we would be very happy to to grow in here yeah uh, obviously and um, and as I said over between now and the end of September we really want to develop our, our marketing mm -hmm. and we will be hopefully recruiting maybe later this year if all of that goes well cool. and we are you know scale we're going to scale yeah brilliant and so that's good. Good luck with Edge. Um, Work-life balance. Before we go, because you you talked at the start about you know putting everything in. I can see that you're kind of person now. You, you mentioned there about now you're more of a sort of seven to five. Has your work-life balance changed a lot over your career? Now you've got I think it ha one? I think I think yeah. Well, it doesn't have to, but mm. I I have yeah. I often think. You know, if I was in my 20s, I would just be living here, literally. I mean, well, not my 20s, but if it, basically yeah, yeah. if I didn't have a child and wasn't married, then I would I would just mm. be, I would just work all the hours. And I've done that. That's, that was kind of in my 30s, mm. I suppose. I did that to build the lighting agency. Well, mindfulness now, mental health and looking after your mental health is really important. Do yeah. You, is that something that you're conscious of? Or? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, not so good at mindfulness. I've tried mm. meditation, tried all these different things. I'd like to be really good at meditation, mainly because I think it can help lead to much more productive, longer days. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, I think if you can build meditation into your day, and that's yeah. why high performers do it, yeah. it, it really just um, helps the, the brain cells recharge. Yeah. But yeah, for me, just being part of my daughter's sort of life, and I love her, you know, I just like, yeah. can't wait to see her each day. So I, I generally, try and get home there's two two nights a week is what i say in midweek i'll not mm. be home yeah, yeah so two nights a week i'll be working till nine half nine yeah, yeah. um so that that's fine you know two, yeah that, that those those two days i won't see maggie at all yeah um and you're doing toast as well which is another commitment that that's you're one of that's one time. of those nights yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's one of those nights so which is um, a, it's another like it's, it's doing not it. a social it's not fully social it's it's you're doing it to, to for the betterment of the, of yeah. the company yeah. yeah and at the weekends i'll generally work a saturday morning so saturday just gone i was in here mm -hmm. um, wow. about quarter to eight and just worked until about sort of half ten wow. then got a haircut and then, then the family came back to the house about one o'clock and then yeah. it, from one o'clock until close of play yeah. Sunday <laughs> um, yeah. it was just full on family stuff and gardening yeah. and fun and so yeah. you know swings and all the rest of it nice. so get the balance right I think you, you apart from the golf is there any other any other sports that you're yeah. into a lot of these some of these entrepreneurs are into like crazy extreme sports no. and that. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> no, no. probably get, playing golf gave it away there <laughs> No, I'm a bit of a, a bit of a, a stereotypical, I suppose. Um, but uh, so golf and football, but uh, you know, rugby and all sports in did general. You, did just you watch Scotland at the weekend? Yes. No, I just kept an eye on the score. But uh, I, actually, just the last ten minutes, I was looking at it on yeah. BBC on online, and um, so ups and downs even yeah. in that ten minutes. So please, well, well apparently they got beat six 0 the last time they played England. 
Oh, do you mean the the the, 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 the ladies? The ladies. Sorry, sorry. What are we sorry. talking about? There's a World Cup on. I thought you, I thought you, I thought you meant the uh, <laughs> the game on Saturday. Oh, who was playing Saturday? Well, Scotland played Cyprus. Oh right, you yeah, did they? Hampton, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't yeah, follow yeah, that yeah. one at all. But um, two, two, but both of them are two-one. Uh, oh, were they? But yeah, the ladies lost two-one, and mm-hmm. it seems like you know, ladies' football's on the up. And, oh, and it is. Yeah, yeah. Again, going back to family stuff, I, I think that's great. You know, I'm quite, quite keen for that to continue. Good. So I know you're very, 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 very busy, and we've covered a lot of ground. Um, is there anything else you want to share? Or should we wrap up? I think I've ranted enough, probably. No, you haven't. No. It's been good. Look, it's been genuinely, um, you know, like I've met you through Toastmasters, so, you you know, and I I liked your enthusiasm. You you got involved as quickly as you could, and it was clear that you um, were committed to what you're doing there, which is good. Mm -hmm. As I said, you'll be an asset to the Toastmasters community um, and Capital Communicators. You, I'm looking forward to your for your icebreaker, but and and you know in preparations as I did obviously look at what what you were doing and, and thought well that's good that that, that looks like it's got um, a chance. Having had this conversation, I'm, I'm more confident in in what you're trying to do. You know I think mm. you've got the right uh, approach, you've got the right strategy, and I'm excited to see you know where you go from here. So. Thanks so much for sitting well, down you. and having a conversation with me. I genuinely, I'm really glad that I made it out here. It's a beautiful day. Yeah, come out anytime. And uh, yeah, it's, it's been it's been great. Uh, I think this format, just a chat yeah, yeah. style podcast. Uh, can, can, can leave. <laughs> I love. Pod- I mean, you know, Tim Ferriss and all this kind of stuff. That was my early sort of podcast stuff. But yeah, it's just yeah. such a. A great way to pick up information and uh, well, you're joining them fun. now, yeah. Is it so? Let, let's maybe that's um. What would what tips would you give? Who do you want to? Who do, who do you think you can inspire the most? Entrepreneurs or people in property or what message have you got for people if they're thinking of doing something? Yeah, I think um, entrepreneurs probably would be my. Um, I'm not. I, I'm really obviously enthusiastic about property. Love property, everything about it. But I think that it's it's more about um, people. Yeah. It, people are people, uh, and so you know, property investors are normal people, and and people and the landlord selling and, and letting agents, all of these guys, and but it could, it could really be in any in any industry, um, making a you know positive effect on on somebody's life is is a great thing to do and. I think that uh, probably I'm driven by by creating some level of legacy. It's definitely not making money, <laughs> um, and and so if if we can look back and whether that's people you've employed, whether that's clients that you've helped, whether it's wh- whatever it is, maybe it's people listening to this podcast. I don't know, but to to have to, if you if you if you can create your own business, a genuine business, um, yeah. then then you can normally you know have a a positive impact on society so it's a good thing good thank you again chris i'll leave it there and yeah um thank you there you go that's it that was a nice chat wasn't it um i'm thinking at the end of these conversations to maybe talk a little bit myself about what's happening what's going on I 
took a bit longer than I'd hoped to get that episode up. It's uh, I like to listen back to them afterwards to take out some of the highlights and emphasize those at the start. I'm also been busy helping other people out with some of their digital strategy, um, looking at podcasts and looking at Facebook and other things that they can be doing that will improve their business. That's always fun. It's good. I enjoy that a lot. Um, and also making plans for some of the things that uh, we're hoping to do next year in relation to UX. I would like suggestions from anyone, if anyone's listening to this and they'd like to take part, get in touch. It's pretty straightforward, I think. You can do it via the, the app or you can go to UX TV podcast on Facebook. And that's the other thing, I'm going to be doing more with the Facebook actually now that I've got four episodes up and another few episodes planned. You also have to plan some of the time to get it up, which I wasn't doing before. So I will ensure that the next episodes I take, I am ready to do the intro and outro and get it up a bit quicker. I think I said the same thing on my other podcast, but there you go. So yeah, any suggestions, any feedback, more than welcome. This time round, I tried out some of the the added music, background music from Anchor. I'm also trying really hard not to do any ums or ahs. I think I just did what's called lip smacking there, but I'm not sure if that's a terrible thing on a podcast. Maybe adds a little texture to it. Again, let me know what do you think. Is that uh, good? Does it sound professional? Does it sound reasonable? Or am I getting it completely wrong? I have been going to Toastmasters now for almost a year. They're celebrating Tall Tales Festival uh, Friday week, which is where people tell extraordinary tales and you have to decide whether they're true or false. I'll be competing in that. It's a great club, great people there, fantastic atmosphere. It meets every two weeks on George Street in Edinburgh. And if you have any goals in your life if there's things that you want to achieve and you can tie them to the speeches it's a great way to I think verbalize people say if you verbalize your goals and objectives they it becomes something that you the starting point to work towards and I would definitely agree with that so in doing that in standing up in front of people or preparing to do that doing an icebreaker or doing a speech around what you're trying to achieve I think it really helps you to really think about your strategy, what you're doing, where you're going and I've been tying them to this podcast of recent times and that's been really really helpful I've mentored a few people to get their icebreaker which is something that you really can't feel in but it's been a lot of fun and again you learn so much there's an awful lot you can take from the club not just in learning how to speak better it's not really about you know it's not necessarily about getting up and doing after dinner speaking it's really about thinking about how you structure things what's the point of what you're trying to say having a point to it having an idea that you want to share getting a viewpoint across influencing people communicating what's going on that that's really useful in in all manner of things 
we all maybe at work we have to present even if it's just one-to-one with your boss or vice versa and you know these are things that aren't really taught in colleges or anywhere else you just pick up things and maybe pick up bad habits or maybe you're you can have already a good starting point but you can expand on that so that's one of the big benefits of Toastmasters for me at least and I think for everyone else and then in cases like I was mentoring people and and I've learned a lot through mentoring them a big part of Toastmasters is receiving and giving evaluations and for me when you are able to give good evaluations to people help them to improve do that constructively that is another good skill to learn and something that you can again pick up bad habits in you might already be good at it and you can improve on it and then the people that are there as one of my uh, other toastmasters is tom from the netherlands he made this great point which which we're all aware of but you know he, he articulated it particularly well which is you know you're, you're the sum of five people you spend the most time with and certainly the people that i've met uh, through toastmasters have been fantastic Tom and Edwin and other people that are there Vasiliki so many amazing people I'm so happy to have gotten to know and look forward to enjoying more Toastmaster evenings with them okay well next time I'm I'm hoping to get some other music each time I do one I try to improve on how it's working I'm currently learning different packages on the computer some sound editing I did sound editing right at the start of my career I absolutely loved it uh, what was the tool called back then um, Soundforge I think I should look that up again and yeah I did so much ed- editing back at the start of my career and then it just wasn't something that we needed when I was building the digital strategy across Europe we didn't have a loads of sound in there you know, but this is coming back now, which is great. I'm looking for. I'm really enjoying doing these podcasts. I'm enjoying and learning the the sound editing, which is Audacity. It's a free tool. I need to get more. I need to spend more time doing some tutorials on that. And I've also got Adobe Premiere Suite. I'm just learning how to do some video editing. Again, these are I think skills that no matter what you're doing now in relation to digital they're going to be useful even if it's just doing some home movies or uh, things for your friends and family as well so I'm enjoying that Um, I just need to expand and put some more find more time and effort to it so that's what I'm going to be doing now I've captured some video content for the Facebook page with Matthew and Chris and probably going to get out to an event soon so that I can do a roving TV report from the event and the location. Lots happening, always busy. I have uh, constantly a backlog of work that I'm working through and enjoying doing all of those things. Thank you for listening to the UX TV podcast and another episode will be with you as soon as I can get it recorded, edited and online. Thank you. That's all folks.